0: Manning is getting the Kobe and Jeter treatment. I'll explain, but this is Zach Harris, and you're listening to For the Love of Sports, a show by a fan for the fans. And if you miss any of the show, make sure you download your free iHeartRadio app and listen to the podcast For the Love of Sports. Or you can always reach the show at Facebook at the number four, the Love of Sports. Tweet at the show at the number four, underscore Love of Sports or call in live to the show right now at 518-690-0980. That's 518-690-0980. So the Giants have played two games in two weeks. This is their third game and they're playing the Houston Texans. They've played some tough defensive teams. Um, The Cowboys are up there in pass rush, and obviously they played the Jacksonville Jaguars week one. That's a fierce defense that really gets after you. But I'm not going to tell you Saquon Barkley was the wrong pick at number 2. If if you get a good 10, 15 years out of Saquon Barkley, which would be very high for a running back, I think he'll have a great career. I just think maybe taking a quarterback was the best better situation but if you bring in a new coach like pat Shermer, who is a great offensive mind and sees what he has around him and thinks hey i can win with this team right here right now why am i going to take a quarterback and waste the talent that i have here now i'm going to take a running back that's going to help this offense get going so there's no problem with them taking saquon barkley number two overall I actually like the pick. I think Saquon Barkley brings a lot of spark and energy. Actually, I think he just made NFL history last week where he had 14 catches, but only for like 80 yards, and that's the lowest amount of yards for having 14 catches or more. And what it shows you is not only is the offensive line letting Eli down, Eli's letting the offensive line down. You know, Eli is very concrete-footed. That's how he's been his whole entire career. He's not very nimble in the pocket. He may be able to step up, but he's not one of those, I'm going to slide to the left, I'm going to roll out. And a lot of what Pat Shermer likes to do with his offensive pieces is slide to the left, slide to the right, have those rollouts, and not rely on that offensive line anymore. Um, Tom Brady, who is probably one of the best guys at getting rid of the ball, never relies on his offensive line. He gets the ball out nice and quick, knows where he's going. And with a guy like Odell Beckham, you should be able to get rid of that ball quickly. You know, have more slants. Use your tight end over the middle more. Use Odell Beckham over the middle. Use Sterling Shepard as a possession receiver like he should be. The weapons are there. I know the offensive line has been failing them, but at some point you need to start blaming the quarterback as well. And I'm not saying it's all Eli, I'm not saying it's all the offensive line, but Eli is obviously towards the end of his career, He's had a very nice career. He's up in the top 10 in many passing categories. He is definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because I don't believe that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But the biggest thing on his resume was those two postseason runs where he led his team to the Super Bowl. Now, he has nice average career like Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter was such a great player because he was consistently average or slightly above average. And that's what you get with Eli Manning. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get like 20 to 25 touchdowns and probably 15 to 18 interceptions a year. And he only throws the ball per attempt, you know, right around six yards down the field. So six and a half, but he really stepped it up in 2007, in 2011, or yeah, so we don't want to take that away from him. Obviously, both the years, they made it into the playoffs. They squeak it in, and Eli really stepped up his game. He made sure that he averaged more yards per attempt. He averaged above 7, seven and a half, seven point two 7.2 in each year, respectively. His touchdown-to-interception ratio was outstanding in 2000. Seven during the postseason, it was six touchdowns, one interception. In 2011, nine touchdowns, one interception. So if they got that Eli in a regular season, imagine how great this team would be with the weapons that they have. I just think as long as they nail their franchise quarterback very soon... There's nothing to worry about with the Giants because they have the talent. They have a a once-in-a-generation wide receiver, a a once-in-a-generational talent, Saquon Barkley. So they have the pieces there. They just need to be able to use the pieces. And the offensive line is not helping at all. And before 2013, before Odell Beckham came into the league with Eli Manning, I think Eli Manning really got his career resurrected because Odell came into the league and helped his numbers statistically. So that was a big thing. And this offensive line is just not helping right now. He's not able to use the weapons and really is relying too much on the checkdowns with Saquon Barkley. Obviously 14 catches and only 80 something yards is not something to poke an eye out at, you know? So, the problem with this offensive line, I don't know who the offensive line coach may be, but they're missing basic passing blocking schemes. Their running blocking isn't there. Eric Flowers is a mess, a top 10 pick in 2015, and he can't seem to get it right. In fact, they just benched him in favor of an undrafted free agent that played in 11 games last year for the Giants, started five games for the Giants last year, he struggled as well. I mean, he did show flashes last year, but not to the extent where this is going to be a permanent fix at right tackle. So when you got Eric Flowers coming off, he has the potential, obviously, because he was drafted so highly, a number 9 overall pick for the Giants. You expect him to be able to... Play at an elite level. And I think what really hurt his mentality is when he got drafted, he was expected to play on the right side of the ball. And if you remember, you go back to that year, Will Beatty ended up getting hurt. They slid Eric Flowers over to the left side, protecting Eli's blind side. And he struggled a little bit. He was just thrown in the fire there. And I think that really hurt his confidence and really stunted his growth. Um, will he ever be a great starter down the line? Probably not, but he could be a very solid starter-slash-backup, somebody that can fill in for a couple of plays or a couple of games if your offensive lineman gets hurt. So Eric Flowers may be done with the Giants, but he's not done in his career. Um, I just want to go through the Eli Manning numbers a couple times. For you. Um, completed passes, Eli Manning ranks number sixth in the league of all time. Passing yards, he's sixth. Uh, passer rating is 41st. So that's a big thing that I look at. Obviously, when you play 15 years in a league, he's going into his 15th year this year. You're going to have the numbers. If you start every game, obviously, except for the few in his rookie year when he sat the bench and for God knows why, what reason, Geno Smith started last year for that one game. Um, you're going to rack up yards. You're going to rack up completions. You're going to rack up all these stats. And he was 41st in path, passer rating of all time. You know what category, what kind of people that puts him around? Steve McNair, Mark Bulger, Sam Bradford, Joe Flacco, Rich Gannon, and Jay Cutler. Do any of those quarterbacks scream elite at you? And I'm not taking anything away from Eli. Obviously, he did enough in those two postseasons to bring them to be Super Bowl champions over one, the undefeated, at the time, New England Patriots that were 17-0, and then another very good New England Patriots team. So those are two profound victories in his career that... He's really I wouldn't say living off but that's that is the stamp on his hall of fame career right there. Now, I think that they need to be able to draft a quarterback this year. They're struggling a little bit. I don't expect them to have a season like they did last year where they went 3 and 13. I think they're going to win a couple more couple of games this season. But really, they need to do their homework on the quarterbacks coming out. There's a guy for Missouri that's supposed to be really good. A guy for Oregon that's supposed to be really good. So start doing your homework on these quarterbacks, Giants. And that's the only thing that's going to separate whether you should have took Saquon Barkley number 2 overall last year or Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Obviously, Baker Mayfield was taken number 1 overall by the Cleveland Browns. We'll get into that a little later in the show. But Giants fans, you're in for a long season. This offensive line isn't going to get any better. They just replaced Eric Flowers this week, putting him on the bench for undrafted free agent Chad Wheeler out of USC. Like I said, he started five games last year. He showed a little bit of promise. He's a very strong run blocker, not so well on the pass blocking. He often gets beat on the inside a lot. So we'll see what kind of improvement that helps on the offensive line. And, you know, Eric Flowers gets a lot of heat for his play, but Patrick Omami hasn't been playing that well either. So I think... Because of Eric Flowers, you don't pay attention enough to their free agent signing over the offseason of Patrick Mohami. So really be on the lookout for that whole offensive line. And hopefully they get the scheme down And with a new offensive system, with Pat Shermer coming into town, leading this team. This is the first year Eli's learning a new system. This offense is learning a new system. That means the offensive line is learning a new system. And it's going to take some time. Probably right around, you know, four, five, six games in, this offensive line should start to be gelling and give Eli a little more time. And Eli will feel more comfortable in this offensive system and be able to make the right throws. Now, why I'm saying is Eli is getting the Kobe and Jeter treatment is if you remember the Lakers were making sure that Kobe got everything that he wanted in the latter part of his career. They had a bunch of young guys, and they were just not playing them as much because they wanted Kobe to have the ball. They wanted Kobe to get his shots and everything else. As far as Derek Jeter, toward the latter end of his career, he was not as great defensively as he was earlier in his career. Uh, Granted, he was never a great defensive player. He He had a limited range, but that limited range, there was nobody better than Derek Jeter defensively but his range was limited. And towards the latter part of his career, he started falling off too. And instead of trying to push in a new uh, shortstop, they kept with Derek Jeter. Now, if it wasn't for that trade to get DD Gregorius, who knows where the Yankees would be in their prospects of a new shortstop in that on that team and in that roster. But Derek Jeter definitely toward the latter part of his career, should not have played that much. Same thing with Kobe Bryant, and I think that's what's happening with Eli. I'm not sitting here saying they should bench Eli, but at some point you need to start looking at Kyle Loletta. You took him in the fourth round for a reason. He's a little more mobile than Eli. He can make the throws on the run. Uh, He's got a better arm than Eli, and you know what, Eli? You've had a great career. You're going to be a Hall of Famer. You won two Super Bowls. But at some point, you're 37 years old. You need to realize between you and the offensive line, this is not going to work. So coming up in four minutes, Jimmy Butler wants out of Minnesota. He named the Knicks as one of the teams he wants to play for. Should the Knicks go all in on Jimmy Butler? I'll tell you next. I'm Zach Harrison. You're listening to For the Love of Sports on Fox Sports 980. And we'll be right back with some Knicks and Jimmy Butler.